Welcome to From Nothing to Profit, a photographer's podcast with Matt and Kaya, where each week they talk to photographers about what is working in their business now so you can swipe those ideas and grow your business faster. Hello, everyone. Welcome to From Nothing to Profit podcast. Today, we have a very good friend of mine, Sarah Smith. And Sarah has been in the photography industry for a long time and in a lot of different ways. She's had a her own photography studio. She's worked for other photographers. She's even been in some national organizations leading them. And uh, so we're really excited to hear Sarah's uh, viewpoint on photography and the life of a photographer. So thanks for being here today, Sarah. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Matt and Kaya. I just really appreciate the invite. Yeah, no problem. We're excited to have you on. So Kaya, do you want to, do you want you start off with questions with Sarah since you guys um, are good friends and we'll kind of see where it leads. Sounds awesome. So Sarah, uh, one of the first questions we typically ask is uh, just to share with our audience a little bit more about you and about your, how you would want them to know about uh, you as a photographer. Okay, great. Well, um, as you kind of referenced, my my career is not a short story. (laughs) I've been working on a novel and it's all been good. Um, Photography is the only job I've ever had since I was 17. And I'm not 17 anymore. I've been in the industry for 35 years from working at a fabulous studio when I was in high school to Um, spending some time cultivating my career in New York to um, owning a business with my fabulous husband for 30 or for 23 years. And then I was recruited um, to a corporate job and I led um, an international photography company, um, which sometimes people say, how did you know how to do that? And um, I will say that my entire career has been led from up above. I wake up every day and just pray for guidance and ask the Holy Spirit to guide me. And, and he has, and it's been amazing. And I just exited that, that corporate world in February. And, um, and so now, um, I'm, I'm working in different capacities and I've always believed in diversification. Um, so we've always we've always uh, also not only worked in photography but real estate you know just real estate investments, and I also have an absolute passion for health and wellness and non toxic living. So um, I just think that all those things provide a firm foundation. Um, diversification is. Um, is what we've built our our financial future on, and I think if if 2020 doesn't teach us all that, <laughs> so far it, it's it's a wake up call. So that's a little bit about my path. Yeah, that's that's really good. So, um, so the next question I wanted to talk to you about is, um, so are you so are you running a studio again now since you left the corporate job, or are you kind of taking a break? I guess kind of where are you right now? Mm-hmm. What are you what are you doing? I am not running a studio. Um, I am focusing on building a health and wellness business okay. and also helping photographers do that, helping photographers diversify as well. 
um, it's a beautiful thing. You know, when you think about it, it all kind of flows together because we're, we're used to um, capturing the beauty of people in photographs. And now I'm kind of rolling in, like help, helping them nourish the, the beauty of people inside and out, not just beauty, but just health, making people stronger. And when you think about photographers, we, we think about their important equipment, right? Their, their camera and their lighting, but their most important piece of equipment is what? Their own body, their own health. (laughs) Well, yeah, because, because when, when you're, when your mind and your body break down, it's really hard to do, you know, to do photography, you know? So if they're not taking care of themselves, then they're really just limited in their career in a sense. Exactly. And I learned that personally in 2011 when I was photographing all day, five days a week, and I couldn't sleep at night because I was riddled with arthritis. And um, I went to the doctor, like an MD. She x-rayed me and and um, examined me. And in all her wisdom, she handed me um, two prescriptions, one for pain pills and one for sleeping pills. <laughs> right. And um, I was desperate. I was sleep deprived. I'm like, okay. And I started taking them. And um, I did that. That was September of 2011. And in four months later, I met, I met other friends who introduced me to something better. And I started taking, I went a natural path and I started taking a natural supplement and have no, no pain at all. And I'm strong and flexible and live a life large. And my instrument, my equipment is full throttle. So that's, that's really cool. And you hear stories like that all the time, but it's just so hard when you're in the moment to kind of make that switch. But at the same time, I think it's like anything in life when given a fork in the road, you can make whatever decision you want. And sometimes you're just not at a fork in the road. Um, and obviously, you know, you were at a fork in the road when you met with the doctor. And then later you obviously were at a fork in the road where you were like, I can keep going down this whole, like, you know, pharmaceutical sleeping pill, pain pill thing, or I can make a pivot and see if this other way is better. And that's really cool that you chose, um, the natural healthy way so that you could, you know, find, find the life that you have now, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Well, thank you. I, it was, I think again, the big guy looking out for me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah. He, he always knows best. Um, so, right. so Kaya, do you want to, um, ask her, um, the fired up section of the, of the podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Sarah, because I, this is one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about, um, because you've seen the photography industry from so many different um, perspectives. And so from, you know, kind of being right in the middle of it to being, uh, you know, seeing it from a corporate world, uh, what kind of things, like, what do you see the direction is going? And is there anything that really like fires you up positively or negatively? I have a lot that fires me up. Um, <laughs> I know <laughs> that's why I ask it like three different ways, give you three questions to answer. <laughs> right. Right. Um, first of all, um, no matter if I've owned, you know, in the years I'm owning my own business and, and, um, you know, Kaya, we've known each other a, a long time. And, and I think both of us found strength in like taking ideas outside of the photographic industry and bringing them in to the photographic industry and twisting them around and doing things no one else has ever done. Right. That, that, that is our strength. And, um, 
and seeing trends. I love the trend of, and it's so strong and it continues to thrive. And I think what we've recently been through this year, right, will we'll make it thrive even more is that I, I, I use this phrase, personalizing your nest has never been more on trend. And we specialize in that. And so finding the most thought-provoking forward way to help people personalize their nest and being the expert and helping them from start to finish because people are kind of tired of, of, you know, well, we do this part, but then good luck figuring the rest out. Um, I just think that's so exciting for the photographic industry to take it from start to finish. That's what we specialized in throughout our career, um, owning our own business. And um, I see that thriving now. You know, people people have in the past few months have been, you know, they had that time where they're just staring at their four walls and they're probably so excited to like spruce it up. And then also, don't you think that this is an especially important time in history where everyone is realizing number one most important thing on the planet is their family and the people that they love. And I have always said that the only reason, Kaya, you have a job, Matt, you have a job, or any photographer listening has a job. There's only one reason. Are you guys going to guess or anybody going to guess? No, no I'm not no, going to guess. because we're crying already, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason any of us have a job is because people love each other. Yeah, that's true. Period. And now more than ever, right? We're realizing that the world is waking up to what's the most important. It's not the new car. It's not um, your status in life. It's not 60 hours a week at your job, stuff like that. Yeah. Mm -mm. So it's going, it's, it's the time when, wow, I want to celebrate more than ever in my nest, those who I love. And so if, if every photographer listening steps back and says, I want to look at everybody who's in front of my lens with that heart because I know that everyone who steps in front of my lens is deeply loved and I want to look at them. I want to have eyes to see them with the love that their parents see them, that their grandparents see them, that their spouse sees them. Let me look at them with those eyes. I think I can take my game up a notch. And I go into well, every session with that. Well, especially when you focus on that and you don't focus on, you know, the fact that they're five minutes late or they sent you some email that you're annoyed by that really they didn't mean anything by. They just didn't know how to ask you the right question because they don't know our industry and stuff. So if you can put all that other stuff away and focus on that, I think, every, like you said, you would up your game and everybody would be in much better space for sure. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. So well said, Matt. Well, and I think, Sarah, coming um, into that with the mindset of not, I need to make up the time that was lost 
um, and make up the money that was lost, but that I need to care for the people that I wasn't, you know, that I am just now being able to see again, uh, that makes such a big difference. Absolutely. So that's beautiful, beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that's, right. that's really good. Kaya, what other questions did you want Sarah to touch on or what, what else did she want to share? Cause you know, her yeah. Know, much, much better yeah. than I do. Well, uh, Sarah, I think that's so good to hear. Um, so is there anything else that you're fired up specifically about in the industry? Well, I mean, that was a big do. Or uh-huh. do you have any don'ts? Well, I have always been a change agent. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and my time in, in corporate America, I led change. And it's not always easy. Sometimes it's pushing a boulder up a hill and it's painful. And one thing that, um, a quote that I like, I like is, is this, it, it's in a time of change, the learners inherit the earth hmm. while the learned find themselves beautifully equipped to deal with a world that no longer exist. Yeah, that's good. And guess what, guys? We are going through a time of change. So I hear people say, well, you know, when things go, get back to normal, um, but I think our new normal won't be the same old normal. So if you're expecting, you know, if you're learned in this industry and you've done it this way, forever, you might find yourself beautifully equipped to deal with a world that no longer exists. And that doesn't mean the new world is bad. When things like this happen, it's usually really good. Just like what I just said, you know, focusing on emotion, focusing on love, focusing on a deeper sense going forward touching into people's hearts at a new level. Oh, what a beautiful new world. Um, you know, you think about structural changes versus cyclical changes, like a structural change. You know, it's structural changes. I mean, you can go back as far as the Pony Express to um, the U.S. mail. That was a... <laughs> I mean, that's ancient, but that was a big structural structural change. That's permanent. A cyclical change is like um, what what's in fashion? This this you know, is it skinny jeans or it's flare jeans? Is it you know low rise or it's a you know what do you call back to mom jeans? You know that that kind of thing. That's cyclical. But when you're involved in a structural change, which we're headed into or in the midst of. That's when you need to just, you need to start learning and adapting. And I think that's why your podcasts are so beautiful because you're bringing in the change agents and you're educating your, your tribe here. So that's pretty exciting because you want to be a star of the new normal. Yeah, you know? I think, yeah, I think that's really good. Um, yeah, no, it's interesting you say about the podcast um, because Kai and I started it for kind of a selfish reason because true confession, no, follow, follow me on this. We we're at a point where we're like, man, we would love to pick 
all these people's brains. And then it just felt kind of selfish for it just to be us. So I was like, mm. well, why don't, why don't we record this and just share it with everybody, you know? Yes. And, yes. um, and it also just felt more efficient in our life to do it this way too, which is really fun. And it's been really cool to see our podcast go from something where like nobody was listening to where we have like hundreds of listeners a day, you know, mm. that's, that's pretty cool. And, and I hope that we're making the change out there for sure. So, I love um, that. so, I got a couple lightning round questions for you, which I think will drum up some uh, some different stories, which I think people will really enjoy. And the first one is um, basically what was holding you back from becoming a full time photographer? You said you've basically been a photographer your whole life. So you could talk about, I guess, any of the transitions, whether it was like, you know, going to court the corporate world or going from working from, from your own studio to someone else's studio, stuff like that. I mean, what what's what what do you struggle with when you go through those changes? Wow, that's hard. you know I that's hard <laughs> for me because I don't. Is that okay? That, I, no, that's good. But, then talk about that because I think okay. a lot of people do. So how how do you navigate it then? Prayer, okay, and being led by the Holy Spirit. I just ask. I just ask for discernment. But um, but that wasn't always. I, I I will say I I I matured into that. But um, you know I I was <laughs> I was. Um, little yearbook advisor or yearbook editor in high school. And then the local photographer asked me to, to come work with them. So I literally like, they liked working with me at the school. So they're like, come work with us. And, um, and so I was going to photography school after I graduated from high school, I did struggle with this decision. I was going to photography school, you know, post, post high school. And they did ask me to like, quit, quit college and, and come work with them because they said, we'll teach you, you know, more. And I did struggle with that. And I did, I left school after a year and, um, and they're like, we'll teach you more than you'll ever learn. And in school, and I'm like, okay. Cause I was paying for it by myself. My family had no money. And so, um, I did, I did, I trusted that decision. And, um, and I never, I never looked back. It was, it was the right decision. I managed their student, largest studio when I was 21. And, um, and anyway, I, then I met my husband. We had a strong, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful business together. And then, um, this large company recruited me, um, out of the blue. Um, I was 40, I'll tell you how old I am. I was 45 years old and they started to recruit me and my husband's older than I am. So it was at a point where like, I was always thinking, what's our exit strategy? Yeah. You know, like we didn't have that planned out. And I thought he's, he's considerably older than me. And I was like, I don't want to ever run a whole big street. We had a big studio. We, I don't know if you talk numbers here. I don't know. We had a big studio. Yeah, yeah. We did like $1.1 million in business and, you know, had several employees and like cranking it through, you know, and that was several years ago and it was, it was big. And, um, you know, I'm like, oh, I could never run this without him. And he never wanted to leave. <laughs> and so here through some goosebump God stories that we don't have time for just goosebump God stories. God kept turning my head and they offered me this big job to move to Minneapolis and lead photography of this major corporation. And I'm like, what? 
wait, move there. <laughs> right. In in really an industry of volume that I I never even worked in, and um, I just had peace about it because of of God kept turning our head to say yes, and we moved to Minneapolis. We fell in love with it, and um, and then I spent almost seven years here doing that, and just really felt such fulfillment and confirmation after confirmation after confirmation that I was doing the right thing, making change, making wonderful things happen. And then, you know, that season ended in February, you know, my husband's retired. And even at just at um, Thanksgiving, my friends were surrounding me, we were in Florida, and they said, Sarah, you know, these are the best years of, of your husband's life. What are you doing working so hard? in the office, you know, what do you work in this corporate job that, you know, you need to spend some time with him and God, you know, let me go from, from that corporate pressure in February. We, I, you know, that change, that season, I was able to, you know, let that go. And, um, and then it's been beautiful. Now I can work from anywhere and um, help people. I wake up every day going, Lord, who am I supposed to help today? Just put yeah, them on cool. my that's heart. A, that's a fun question to ask. You know, it's, the, it's definitely, you know, you're in a good space when that's the question you're asking. You know what I mean? Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, unfortunately, there's people out there right now that are asking God, like, how am I going to pay my bills? You know what I mean? And so it's nice when you're in a position that just say, like, who am I supposed to serve? Who am I supposed to help? You know, things yeah. like that. So that, that's pretty cool. Um, so let me, this is my observation about you and tell me if this is true. Cause I think this just wraps a little bit of it all together. You seem like you're, there's two parts to you, I think. And one of them is, it seems like you're very, a very self-aware person. Um, and you can tell me if you are or not. And then the other part is that you truly believe in, in, in faith and the fact that like, you just have to have faith in, in decisions that you make and it'll work out for the best. Do you think those two things are true? Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny. I don't even, I'm not sure what you mean by self-aware. Yeah. (laughs) So maybe not. (laughs) You think about yourself a lot. (laughs) Oh, okay. Not not, not even that. Like you just know, you know who you are so you can do things with conviction. Mm. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yes. Yes. You're right. Okay. 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 (laughs) And then, um, and then I, I look for comfort. I ask for confirmation. Okay. So you, yeah, you seek it out. Okay. I do ask and you shall receive. Right. Um, yes. I, um, I ask for confirmations and then try to have eyes to see them and I don't always get them. So that's how I, I look for guidance. And, um, I've had so many confirmations in my life. You know, um, the word says, you know, there are no, you know, he has no hands, but our hands, he has no feet, but, but our feet. So I look for confirmations through other people, like things just happen or people say things. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Lord, was that the confirmation? I think that was what you were looking, you know, I was asking for a confirmation and so many times, so many times, um, I get them. Uh, and you know, then you ask for discernment, like, like meaning to sift through what's, what's, what's not, (laughs) not, um, from him and what is. So I'm asking for those two things constantly of what I'm doing is right. 
And, uh, and so that's how I have the confidence to go forward. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. I think those, that was, that was a really good, you, you put it much better than I, I put it no. for sure. So, um, Kaya, what other questions you have, or I can keep kind of working down the lightning round stuff. Um, no, yeah, I think I would love to know that was the fun thing about, you know, we put this list of questions together and we kind of use it, you know, depending on who we're talking to. But um, these I really want to know, like, OK, what does Sarah think about this? What's her what's her favorite advice? <laughs> How much <laughs> what would she? So, yep. so, yeah, let's go to the next one. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, so the next one I was going to go to is, um, Sarah, what is the best advice you'd ever you've ever received? Mm, I've ever received. Okay. Um, our best friends in Ohio, so we're from Ohio and we live now in Minneapolis, um, but our best friends in Ohio, he's a chiropractor. And believe it or not, um, you know, there's so many similarities in that business. And he's a consultant for chiropractors all over the world. And they were our, our best friends. So, you know, we got free advice all the time when we'd be out to dinner. And he, there was a time when, um, I had hired and trained a lot of photographers and they would be trained up. Some would even get their degrees and they go, thank you very much and leave us. And they'd sign a no compete, but then they'd set up shop across town and be our competitor. And I was just getting so tired and so frustrated and discouraged. And I'm like, why aren't they loyal? I would, you know what I mean? And I was like, I'm just going to do everything, you know, myself and, I'll just photograph all me all the time. And he at dinner looked at, looked at us across the table and he said, that is the key to, you know, that is a bad decision. That is, if you put your entire business on your shoulders and your ego and everybody needs you and only you, you will never have the life you want you will never have freedom. And I'm like, yeah, but, yeah, but. And I was full of yeah, buts. <laughs> and he said, no, you can't do it. He said, just disappear in your business. And that's what he did. He used to be a chiropractor that everybody had to see him. And he'd say, I was a mouse in a maze going in and out of those little rooms. <laughs> all the time looking for the cheese. And he said, I learned, I had to hire other doctors. I had to, I had to disappear in my business. He changed the name of his business to take his name off of it. We never went that far, but so I became Sarah. I was not Sarah Smith. My husband's, you know, it was the name, it was my, our business was my husband's name's name. And I just went by my first name. People didn't even know I was my husband's wife. And I I lowered my profile at our studio. People just and we hired two more photographers. I trained them up. We tr- we 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 did everything where their compensation was what we call a fraction of the action. The better they did, the more money they made. Their raise became effective the moment they did. (laughs) And so the more money they made for the company, the more money they made. Right. And guess what we did? We, We bought a house in Cabo, Mexico. We started to spend one month there. And then we got to spend two months there. And then we got to spend 
three months there and four months there and five months there. It transferred our transformed our life. Yeah. That well, advice. It, yeah. It, it allowed you to release some of this responsibility so you could make other decisions, which is awesome. Yeah. We, I think we all thrive for that for sure. Mm-hmm. And our business operated on systems and reputation and doing things right. And we were able to duplicate ourselves and scale it, even though it wasn't large scalability, it was scaling it to the point where we could have a life. Yeah, that's really good. Um, The next question I want to ask you is like, what do you think is one personal habit that you think contributes to, to your success? I've referenced it before and it's prayer and it's whispering prayers constantly, like before every session. Um, and even like knowing who, who to pray for and who to pray with having that discernment. Um, even with clients, you know, I was, would whisper, I'll whisper a little prayer before I photograph anyone. Lord, you know, like I said, Lord, let me just see them with your eyes and with their family's eyes. Let me portray them. Give me hints and signals and guide me through that whole session. Thank you, Lord. Or, and then there's times when, you know, we enter into a conversation and people, you know, you know this, you guys, I'm sure you know this. Don't people, you know, it's happened to you, like people pour their heart out to you and express like things they're going through and then sometimes there'll you know it's not very often but once in a while there'd be people that they're walking out the door and I'll go you know could I just take a second can I pray with you and I never ever once in 20 years had anybody say no usually their eyes well up and go yeah and you know do you know how meaningful that is (laughs) Like how important that is to that person. That's your holy appointment for the day. So whether you're, I mean, that can be in any situation, but I didn't, I just, I decided, you know what, who am I for? What am I worried about? I'm not going to separate it. It's who I am. And we've been blessed, blessed beyond measure. Yeah, I think that's really good. Um yeah. And I think, I think it's really important for you to be true to who you are and you'll attract the people, um, that love you, you know, unconditionally. So I think that's really important. Yeah. I mean, we, we didn't put that, we, we would never put, put that on a postcard or put big crosses in our studio or do you know what I mean? That was, yeah. it was, it was super time, understated. Yeah. Well, there's a time and a place when you're like, okay, here is my moment when I can make impact, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I would definitely say like, Sarah, cause you were asking before we got on the podcast, is it okay for me to share about faith? How do you feel about it? And, uh, you know, uh, my husband's a pastor and <laughs> I pray with people all the time, but oh, I, you know, we don't, Matt and I don't talk about it a ton on here, but I do want to clarify that, you know, out in the wild, how you deal with people is, um, you're, you're being sensitive, you know, to who they are and where they're at. And so, you know, when you're listening to this, you think, oh my goodness, that sounds crazy. But at the time, you know, if you're talking to someone and they're, you know, you you go deep, you're good at going deep quickly. You know, if you're talking to someone and they share with you that they've been thinking of suicide, Mm -hmm. then it's, then it's not inappropriate to have, you know, to, to take a moment and pray with that person. 
And so, um, yeah, I mean, I feel like you're, you're sensitive and caring about people and you bring that out in people. And I think, you know, whether someone who's listening is a person of deep faith or whether they're not, the reality of it is, is, uh, and you've said this all the way through, um, this whole podcast is we have an opportunity to love the people today. You know, whether it's your husband who's older that you want to spend time with him or whether it's the people that you're photographing or the people in your family, we have that opportunity and we should take it. Yeah. Perfect. Absolutely. Okay. So I want to change, I want to change gears real quick. Cause I, I was just going down the list of questions and I just got super excited. So, okay. all right. So the next question I want to ask is the craziest session or photo shoot you've ever had because you've been in the industry for so long. I would love to know about the craziest one. Gosh, I know. I, um, know I'm going to disappoint you. <laughs> I'm boring. Um, I, I will tell you a wedding. I, I did weddings for 18 years and, um, my husband photographed Wendy's wedding of Wendy's hamburgers. Oh, cool. And so I did Wendy's little sister and, um, we were really close to the family, photographed the family and the grandkids and well, we photographed them forever. And, um, <laughs> and we were photographing Lori's wedding and, um, and the church lady started yelling at us that we had to be done. And we, we were just taking the very first picture. And we would we had scheduled this time to photograph. It was in the church. We had scheduled like half an hour. We'd arranged it with everybody that we had like, you know, from 1 to one thirty to photograph these images in the, in the sanctuary. She comes up at, you know, 1.03. We're photographing the the Thomas family group with all the grandkids and Dave's in there and everything. And, um, you know, it's back in the day and she goes, okay, this is your last picture. And we're like, <laughs> uh, wait, no, we are here till one thirty. Nope. Nope. Sorry. You have to be done. And just, nope, nope. You have to be done. And I'm like, oh, and the kids are like screaming and they're, you know, I'm just trying to get everybody to turn around. I'm like, well, I got to get this family group. And Dave, his very, um, Dave was very, just get it, you know, just get her done, get her done, get her done. And he's like, Sarah, just take the picture. And I'm like, I'm literally trying to get the grandkids to turn around and face the camera. And I'm like, he's like, Sarah, just take the picture. And, and then I'm like, okay, but I'm still turning the kids around. And then he, he just yells at me. He goes, Sarah, just take the picture. And I just, I like pop up and then I just ran back and like Kent was behind the camera and I was grabbing the light. He was only with me on this wedding for like fit, like this half hour. But anyway, and if you know my husband, he is very, very defensive of me. Like he, something clicks in his brain. And I ran back to the camera or to grab my light. And I just was like, oh, you know, and, and, and Dave Thomas, founder of Wendy's, had really just yelled at me. And he's like, take the picture. And Kent just stops, puts his camera down, and he points his finger right at Dave. And he goes, hey, nobody yells at her. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And, like, my eyes start welling up. Like, 
is this really happening? You know, I'm trying to hold it together. And then everybody looks at the camera and Kent goes click, click. And like, everybody's just staring at Kent, like, oh my God. (laughs) And then everybody just runs off the altar and the bride, I like take off to the back of the church going, I'm like freaking out. And the bride and all the sisters run around me and they're like, uh, my dad's a jerk. Oh my gosh, he's such a jerk. And they're like all comforting me. And I'm like, oh my God, you guys get away from me. Like, it's okay. It's okay. You know, the more they try to comfort me, the more like, oh, I want to crawl in a hole. And um, I mean, for 15 years, they were like, that's why you quit weddings was Lori's wedding. <laughs> you know. And at the reception, he comes up to me. I mean, I think I could have had free French fries for life. You know, <laughs> he would not stop apologizing, <laughs> but he didn't know the situation. He didn't know that we had half an hour of pictures to take. He didn't know, you know, he didn't know anything, but he was so apologetic and sweet. And the, the long part of the story was that he, he passed away sadly of cancer a few years later. And, and um, we got to photograph the family as a gift to him. We photographed the family. He was in Florida, but the family was up here. So we photographed the family for him. We produced it really rapidly, gave it, gave a framed print to them. They hopped on their plane, flew it down to him. And they all told me that that was the last time they got to see him smile. Yeah, that's really cool. So. That's a- that's a that that's a really good story on on so many levels, you know. Just that's so good. Uh, it's a good thing we don't video this. I would be crying the whole time. Oh, <laughs> uh, so. well, Sarah, thank you for coming on. Uh, we um, we'll when we put this up, we'll put um, a way to contact you in the show notes with what you're doing now, if you want. Sure. Um, And then uh, the last thing we do is just uh, any quick parting guidance that you want to give to our listeners. My favorite thing, and one thing I've been known for, and we didn't have time to get really into it in in depth, but we were always known for converting senior clients into family portrait clients. And if I could just give you a quick cliff note, I mean, that is such great um, income. And again, talk about great purpose, you know, starting your, you know, always having a huge purpose in everything you do. But you're, if you're photographing a lot of high school seniors, um, we, we would do in everything, find every way, if you want to do this, find every way you can to just plant gentle seeds, not harsh seeds, but plant those gentle seeds. So if they're already coming to you for senior photography, you don't have to like have, have more senior photography in their face. So whatever you interact with them, sprinkle beautiful family portraits with to them. Like in our, in our studio, we had family portraits displayed and we never even had to say anything. Moms would always just go, you know what? We need a family portrait. (laughs) And then we're like, oh my gosh, tell me about your family, you know, and then just start that conversation. And we would just take notes and we, you know, we'd follow up and we'd make that happen. And they're like, we're so, we, we can't, we're so sorry. We don't get to work with you. We're finishing up. We're delivering their, their senior order and they, they are going to miss us. We're like, oh, it's, you know, they'll go, we need a family portrait. And it, it, that, guess what? You're doing them such a service because 
that senior portrait time is that call to action. Like it's that year you need to do it, but there's no absolute call to action for a family. And to make that happen, and I, again, comes from my heart because my sister passed away when she was 15 and we don't even have a snapshot, not even a snapshot of all of us together. I was only four. And so it was a passion of mine to not let people get away, like not let moms go, okay, well, I'll call you when I lose 20 pounds. You know, oh, no, no, it's too important. And you're beautiful. You're beautiful right now. So anyway, um, that's a whole nother seminar. <laughs> but <laughs> but turning that into turning turning senior clients into family portrait clients can double your business. Yeah, that's really, really good advice. Um, well, Sarah, thank you so much for being on. Um, I would love to have you back on because it sounds like you definitely have more to share. So, and I, I love having repeat people on because it's one less, you know, one less person I have to find. So, um, <laughs> so, so hopefully in the hopefully in the future you um, you come back and um, talk about more stuff that you can share for sure. So, I would love to. Thank you so much for the for the invite in this time. Thank you. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in and we'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to From Nothing to Profit, a photographer's podcast with Matt and Kaya. Be sure to subscribe for more business strategy and ideas to help you create the profitable and successful business you've always wanted. See you on the next episode of From Nothing to Profit.